we're here. Uh, if you're just joining on the audio version, uh, I'm uh, Dom here today, as always. I'm joined by Toddy and Lewis and Adam from the American PC World team. Hello. Uh, so we've just been watching the Samsung Galaxy S21 launch. Uh, so let's start with that. And then after that, we're going to turn to basically all things CES, the Oppo Find X3 links, leaks, and kind of everything else that's sprawled out in the tech world over a very busy week. Um, what's our sort of overall feeling on, on that Galaxy Unpacked? Uh, why don't we start with you, Toddy, because you were pre-briefed on this. You've had a few days to get your head around everything. Yeah, I've been kind of wading through mainly specs uh, and details. Uh, nothing too kind of out of the ordinary, nothing too surprising. It is a kind of just regular refresh of the three devices that we saw last year, S21, S21 Plus, S21 Ultra. They also introduced the Galaxy Buds Pro, which are kind of new in-ear, again, like a return to in-ear um, uh, true wireless buds uh, with some of the smarts and the tech that they implemented in the Galaxy Buds Live. And then they also introduced the new smart tag, which is basically an enhanced, uh, not GPS tracker, it's a, a Bluetooth LE slash ultra wideband tracker, depending on which model you go for, which yep. we can talk about in more detail. But yeah, three phones, one tracker, well, two trackers, and one pair of headphones. And yeah, most of it had leaked. We kind of knew... The phones especially, we, we know 90% of the picture, I'd say. There wasn't yep. really a lot of surprises in there in terms of the phones. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the, the I mean, Samsung's just been like hit so hard by leaks over the past while. So hard. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. mean, it's it's awful. We had full high-res product renders, and, and that's been the case for a while for them. I, someone pointed out on, on Twitter, I saw earlier, someone saying that, I think, saying on leaks kind of has, in six months, single-handedly ruined Samsung's two biggest product launches and the iPhone 12 <laughs> reveal by, like, you're just getting absolutely everything out there. Even on the day, you suddenly get a torrent of new stuff that turns up just hours before before the launch event. So well, We even is... had, like, a gif-gaf drop in the, the pre-order stuff and the yeah, photo, like, yeah, their, like, pre-order the pages, like, ready to go. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I like the look of the phones. I find it interesting that, obviously, they've they've redesigned them a lot. The aesthetic is very different. They talked up a lot how that's because the cameras are radically different and this is a huge leap forward for Galaxy and obviously they say that kind of stuff every time. Nothing felt like a huge leap forward to me. These feel like attractive, nice phones that I like the look of, but I I couldn't point to any single thing that felt game-changing to me. No, I feel like the, the contour cut uh, camera arrangement is, is almost like, especially on the, the base S21 and the S21 Plus, is almost hiding the fact that the camera sensors underneath are... Yep what looks to be identical or if not only very slightly tweaked they're the same resolution at least same uh f-stop same same uh pixel size um so there's nothing that suggests they are new sensors yeah and it's the same kind of weird telephoto setup by the looks of it where it's just a high-res sensor uh which we talked about a lot last year because we were a little bit miffed by <laughs> samsung i mean they, they can claim it's a telephoto sensor but it's still so, so really more about the resolution. Yeah, for context here, the last year, and it's carried through to this year, the base S20 and 20 Plus, and now this year the 21 and 21 Plus, have what is advertised as a 64 megapixel telephoto camera, um, whereas the Ultra models have these like um, uh, three times, and well now three times and ten times, last time they had it, I can't remember exactly what, what it was. Those base ones, they are like, oh, once you do the maths, they're at like 1.1 times zoom. <laughs> yeah. So they're kind of like, you know, in terms of opticons, they are technically more of a zoom lens than the main lens, but fundamentally they're just a high-res sensor that they digitally crop into. The funny thing is, it's fine. The results are fine. I was perfectly happy with what you got out of the S20s. We haven't yeah, tested sure. the 21s, so we don't know, but I assume it will be at least as good. 
Um, it just is a bit funny when everyone else is putting actual two times, three times, five times zoom lenses in equivalent phones. And Samsung obviously has that for the Ultra. It's weird that they're trying to call this a telephoto when it's at least stretching the truth. As we said during the stream, I think I would have preferred them to go for a periscopic telephoto, just the one on the, at least the S21 Plus. Yep. Um, but they, they have not. They have just stuck with what they they kind of introduced last year. Um, I, I have higher hopes for the S21 Ultra's camera setup. It seems like they've thought about the set of sensors that they've put in there a bit more. Um, and they also look to have addressed the weaknesses that the S20, S20 Ultra's camera kind of brought to the table with that 108 meg sensor. Yeah, I mean, last year's was a big disappointment, right? I think it was for such an expensive phone and for the first Ultra they did, we were expecting a lot and then we got it into test and generally I thought the base S20 camera was better than the Ultra's. I think they patched a lot of things. I suspect if you buy one now, the Ultra is probably better because I know they've done their best to fix a lot of the early problems. But um, still, it, it was definitely a disappointment. They wanted to have the best camera in the world and by no measure did they. Uh, but I know the Note 20 Ultra, everyone thought the camera there was a big step up and it looks like this yeah. is kind of taking the best of both, you know, and, and the learnings from that 20 Ultra. Well, they, they had uh, less time to uh, to do it because this this announcement came really early. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing in there about why they changed their timing. I was wondering if they'd address it in any way and acknowledge that they were launching these a month early and, and they didn't touch that at all. Still, yeah. still no clearer. I can only, the, you were talking before, Adam, asking what we thought was the reason. I know I mentioned there was that theory that it was doing to Apple's time. I actually think probably the best bet is it just gets them out a month ahead of everyone else. Because we know, we'll talk about it in a bit, but you know, the Xiaomi Mi 11 has been announced that's out in China. It's going to be coming to Europe at least probably this month or next month. We're expecting the Oppo in March. The OnePlus has also actually moved up to March this year. Everyone's expecting uh, Sony will probably announce a new flagship in February, March. I mean, we just normally get a glut of flagship announcements in February, March. Samsung is normally part of that glut. Now it's a month <laughs> early. It gets a month of being the only flagship in the West, right? Or the you know, well, 2021 yeah. flagship. And I guess it it, uh, it further distances themselves from MWC, where that's where they used to do the announcements, and they kind of yes. broke off from that, and now it's even further. <laughs> Bad news so. from WC. If if they you know tried to go back to being a normal trade show next year, and it's in theory still happening this year, but in the summer, not its normal February slot. But if they try and go back to February now, they're like Samsung's not going back, are they? Yeah. Anywhere close, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, one also, thing. Oh, sorry, you go, Adam. I was, yeah. was going to ask one last thing. I'd, uh, I was like, wait, why? Why isn't DJ Co uh, hopping on stage? And uh, mm. I, d I don't know how much of this is because he's not there <laughs> as the yeah. head of their smartphone division. Uh, so I, you know, I, I don't know if that plays into it. It seems like probably way too quick of a decision to make, uh, unless they knew for a while that he was on the way out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I wonder if this is a, a, a signal change, at least one of the first signal changes of of him not being the head anymore. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, they've got to transition to other people and have other people ready to be the face of this kind of stuff, I guess. Uh, one thing picking out from the comments, got Darren pointed out uh, something that Samsung themselves glossed over. There's no SDE slot anymore, um, which they have always mm. done. And, and now it is just the internal storage and that OneDrive partnership. Yeah, um, I heard no mention of on any of them expandable. Uh, it was only an ultra feature on the notes as well uh, last oh, year. It? 
Okay. Yeah, so that they killed it on the base woman. Another reason to kind of dislike the base Note mm. 20. Um, yeah, it looks like the whole range. Um, your storage is, I think, 128 or 256 for the 21 and 21 Plus. Yep. And then there's also a 512 model um, on top Ultra. of that for the Ultra, which is nice. Uh, yep. I think that's a decent amount of storage. I don't think people are going to complain about that. No. Um, it's just having the option of expandable storage is, is what's nice. Totally. I, I personally have never really stressed about it. I don't use expandable storage, but then I know I change phones so much quicker than most yeah. people do. So yeah. I, I, I can see if, you, if you're buying the one phone and you want to use it for two to three years and you know you take a lot of photos and videos or something like that or download a lot of media to watch, I, I can see that it's still going to be a sore point that um, you might buy that, that 128 and be stuck with that, um, yeah, which definitely it, doesn't feel like enough. Well, I think we're all in the same boat on that, but for, for me, it's it's more like... I it it really hurts when companies take options away. Yes. Uh, you know, back in the day, yeah. hey, you could change out your battery if you wanted. Did I ever do it that often? <laughs> no, but it's nice that it was there, that they took away a headphone jack, taken away micro SD card. Uh, you know, it's like when they take something away that used to be there, it never feels good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And on that note, we, we mentioned it earlier, but on the base S20, it's moved to a plastic back from glass so that's a downgrade from last year mm-hmm. and the resolution yep. has dropped from last year so uh, it, no i think it's very easy for well. a lot of people to look and, and no charger and headphones so i think a lot of people could look at this and say well the price is around the same but you, you feels in a way like you're getting a lot less for the with the base models which yeah, is, is what, one way to fix the problem that last year the base models were so much better than the ultra They've just like kneecapped the base models to uh, make yeah. the Ultra look better. <laughs> yeah, you can see why these phones are cheaper. Like, I don't think they've made any sacrifices that are damaging to the the offerings overall. Like the fundamentals are so they still get the top tier yeah. chip, and you get, I'm sure, decent cameras. Um, the only thing I think is like ultra wideband. They're kind of going pretty hard on that tech with this release with the Smart Tag Plus and. And the fact that not all of them offer that, I think, is a, is a minor thing. The average user isn't going to care that it's not there. But just in terms of getting that technology out there and getting it in play, um, yeah, it's a bit of a bummer that it's not on the base S21, but it is on the Plus and the Ultra. So, mm-hmm. um, Pricing-wise, so are they cheaper? I, I don't have last year's prices in my head. For a little comparison. bit, yeah. Let me get my... Um, my master document of uh <laughs> which is you can it's live on the site now um but yeah it, I, I compared all the prices um and everything but yeah it's it's not hugely cheaper i think it's like 50 pounds cheaper starting price okay. but that is the starting price for the in the uk we had a 4g version of the base s20 yes uh, which was i think 799 pounds and now the uh, they they made no mention even though they have 5g in all the marketing they, then it made no mention of 4g SKUs anywhere so we are Assuming that they all come with 5G as standard. There might be a 4G um, in other markets. Other maybe, markets, Because there are still a lot sure. of countries where 5G is even more in its infancy than it is in, in yeah. the US or the UK. And that's, yeah, so, I can forgive them keeping 5G in the name if they do still have a 4G model yes, somewhere yes. out there. But for us, yeah, it was 799 for the, the 4G S20 last year, and it's 769 for the 5G cable S21. So... You know, and the five G S twenty was eight nine nine. So in that regard, it's over a hundred pounds cheaper. Okay, from that is pretty 5G. decent actually. Yeah, no, okay, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a bigger drop than I was expecting. I knew we were expecting prices to drop a little. That makes me feel better about those little downgrades they've made. Uh, yeah, it positions a, it more in the way Apple's begun positioning the the iPhone twelve and and the ones like you know that kind of the base iPhone. You know, they yeah, had I mean, that the, bigger the, gap where they're a bit less flagshipy for the base model and. It's 99 cents more for the uh, 
the S21 in the US than it is the iPhone 12. Okay. So I can't it's pretty much that. right <laughs> on there. I'm going to stick with an iPhone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fair. So I do wonder if it's come from that direction. They eyed up that iPhone price point and just looked and said, right, what have we got to take out to hit that? And they said, resolution's got to go. Glass back's got to go. But they just wanted to hit that. It's the same price as an iPhone. And maybe the launch window changing, like it's unsure. Unless Samsung, some Samsung actually told us, we wouldn't be know, like wouldn't know for sure whether mm-hmm. that played into it. But it makes sense being on the market longer. Yep. Um, we we didn't really talk about charging. Um, mm. So obviously they they kind of buried the lead a bit and only revealed right at the end after probably a lot of people had stopped watching the stream that. Uh, as rumored, there is no charger and no headphones in the box following Apple and following Xiaomi, who've also copied Apple since then. Um, I, I don't think it's too unfair to say, yes, they are just copying Apple. Apple did this and we all knew Apple was doing it and Samsung have done it. Uh, I think it's fine. I think it's a good thing to do. But it also gives them the chance to really not talk about charging, which is generally where they don't lead the market by any means. Do you know yeah. the charging speeds, Toddy? Did they tell you that? Yeah. Stuff? Well, well, I know I, the, the the fundamental is twenty five watts wired charging is the max mm-hmm. wired across all three models. Um, oh really? Because the Ultra used yeah. to be faster, right? Yeah. As far as I'm aware, I've seen no mention of forty five watt charging. Um, okay. There was rumor of a forty five watt charger when mm. we were doing rumors of the S twenty one series, um, and maybe there is a new forty five watt charger coming out, but that will only work with you know I think was it the Note. 20 series or the s20 series the s20 ultra supported 45 watts yes yes that sounds um, right to me yeah and then there's 10 watt wireless charging um and then there's the power share feature the reverse wireless charging i'm not sure what the speed is for that mm-hmm. um we looked at i mentioned during the end of the stream as well that on samsung's website they offer a new wireless charger weirdly that's nine watts i don't know why that's a watt lower than what the <laughs> phones actually support um i don't know what the logic is there but yep. they have a new charger which looks fine it's a kind of square charger rather than a circular one um but yeah so 25 watt charging pd charging support 10 watt wireless reverse wireless but no charger in box. And if you look at the accessories on Samsung's site, it just has the 25 watt travel adapter is the only one they sell. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense not to up their speeds the same year they stop supplying a charger because obviously <laughs> they're banking on people upgrading from old devices and often old Samsung devices. So to kind of say, hey, this phone charges faster, but only if you buy the charger because we're not giving you a charger <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't really fly. Um it definitely feels like, I think we said this before, that Samsung's in a nice position to do this because charging speeds are not their strong suit. They've never made them their strong suit. I guess from that when that phone started exploding all the time, they've been very careful about fast charging. Yeah. And so it suits them pretty well to just not talk about it and just be like, yeah, it charges, it's fine, don't think about it. Yeah, I do wonder, um, we still don't really know, Like, it seems more positive this time around with regards to the difference between the Exynos and the Snapdragon in terms of power efficiency, mm. um, based on you know the figures that Samsung was throwing out for the twenty one hundred launch the other day, um, but whether or not you know that actually transpires that yeah the Exynos is more power efficient or still as like um, there's still an inequality, we'll know once the phones are actually in our hands. They're, they're astonishingly similar chips on paper, and I I think we were under the impression that Samsung worked with Qualcomm on developing the chips, so it, it kind of makes sense that they've ended up. They both have the exact same um, architecture in terms of they've yeah. got the X1 prime core, three performance cores, four efficiency cores. Samsung has tuned its clock speeds a little bit higher across all of those cores. 
um, which is probably how it's thus able to, if you look at you know, the Geekbench scores we've seen so far, the Exynos is a little bit higher than the Snapdragon 888, and that's probably just that clock speed stuff. Um, I suspect in actual day-to-day they're going to be as close as anything. So like you said, it's going to come down to power efficiency again. It's just have they closed that gap, which is the one that always mattered for me. When when you got two hours more battery life on a Snapdragon than you did on an Exynos, it was just not good enough. And um, we'll see. I I was slightly surprised on the 8K video thing because they were very. Mm. I was very impressed in the Exynos event the other day when they said it could do 8K at 60 frames per second, and it made me double check. And yeah, the Snapdragon does 8K at 30. Last year's S20s did 8K at 24, and I thought, oh, interesting. So we're definitely getting the upgrade to 8K at 30. And maybe they're going to do this differentiator where they say, I wasn't sure if they would or not, but I thought you might get this thing. Well, if you get the Exynos version in Europe, you get 8K at 60, and it kind of would change the narrative around Exynos v Snapdragon. Um, But no, they don't even do the 8K at 30 that the Snapdragon can theoretically do. They probably also don't want to uh, kneecap the Snapdragon uh, relationship yeah. as much. I, either, I did so. wonder if there might be some <laughs> contractual thing about different features that maybe they're just not allowed to do that or something. Um, well, it was funny, interesting that they kind of, uh, especially with the, the today's unpacked, they showed like footage of like uh, free runners doing like parkour stunts and stuff, fast motion stuff. Which twenty four FPS, I guess you get a cinematic feel, but it's not actually going to be, you know. 8K is all about the crisp resolution and, and 24 FPS means you're actually going to get some pretty blurry footage if that's what you're shooting with yep. that 8K 24 FPS feature. So I think it's all about if you're going to use this feature or buy the phone for this feature, you need to know what you're going to use it for. Otherwise, it is it is absolutely pointless. I mean, I can see value in it in very specific circumstances, but I think for the average user, it's still just a numbers thing just to kind of throw on the marketing and be like, this is impressive. And it is, it, it is. Yeah, the Exynos also delivers, because I think 8K is still pointless. Um, yeah. The, the Exynos also does 4K at 120, which again, I was sort of wondering if we'd see, but I, mm. I, there was nothing about that unless I unless I missed it. No, the only kind of hook with 4K is that all the sensors can now shoot in 4K, so you can move between the ultra wide and the main, mm-hmm. and you know you get the same resolution and frame rate across all of them, which is nice. Um, yeah. I think that even includes the front camera if that didn't already do that. Right, okay, yep. Um yeah, I, I, I feel like we've run through... The, in a way, I thought we might want to spend longer talking about the S21s, but I'm kind of like... I don't know what else there is to say. They're very... It's very similar to the S20s. There's not a lot yeah. feels like it's changed to me, which, which is interesting. Which is probably why I, I was going back. And yeah, it's they threw almost all of the S-line's life. They've uh, incremented the number by one. Last mm. year, then it jumped from the, the S10 to the S20... Now they're back to just incrementing by one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they're going to stick with like mirroring the phone names in the years, or do you think they're going to they'll jump to like the S thirty one next year or something, or the S twenty seven? S twenty two. Pull a number just, out of a hat. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seeing know. how confident they are and how much better it is than their previous phone. S twenty one hundred. They just added yeah, nice. zeros <laughs> to the back. Wow. Uh, actually, Toddy, I've got one question for you. This I sure. didn't quite notice myself during the presentation display curvature last year they obviously all but entirely mm. flattened out the displays um, enough have they <laughs> where are we at with that this year i didn't really notice if they've recurved them i know there were some rumors it was going to cur- go back to a curve and i assume not yeah not there, was a, there was no mention of it in the pre yeah. obviously i've still only only seen them in like renders and images and, and, and product photos sent by samsung to me so i can't like get up close and study it just yet but um 
the rumours were that the S21 and I think the 21 Plus would have flat displays, but the Ultra yeah. would have a curved edges display. Um, if it is curved on the S21 and S21 Plus, it's subtle. It might yeah. just be on the actual black of the bezel, um, which is thin, but there still. I think that's so, how it was last year. They were technically, they weren't yeah. fully flat. They, they had just a slight curve at the edge for comfort, but... Um, yeah, I think the only thing really is the the fact that the bezels now are are more even all around all four sides, um, mm-hmm. but they are still ever so slightly curved. I think. Yep. Um, that's something we can absolutely explore. We should have at least one of the devices pretty soon for review. Yep. So yeah, we'll be able to answer that one hands on wise pretty soon. Um, maybe let's go back to that that camera model design and see how it's sitting with us all. Um, yeah, I like it. I don't love it. I think I always hmm. say this with the camera order stuff. I often just like the fact that they're doing something a bit different. And yeah. I respect the fact that they've changed up their camera module. It is absolutely an improvement on last year. Yeah, the Domino was... Ugh. Yeah, like <laughs> they got it so wrong with the 20 series. So It informed so many other manufacturers, though. A lot of other manufacturers yeah. then saw that style and, and just decided to kind of emulate it, which I thought was odd because it wasn't the, response the winning was very, design yeah. for me. Um. I like this. I think a lot of the color combinations they're doing with it are terrible. I think that's really <laughs> the, where they're losing. The custom they're red it. gold is, is yeah. no good for me, but I know Lewis, that's you what like I want. That that's what I want. <laughs> I like the red, but put that red with a black sensor yes. and, and the ones that have a carbon fiber sensor just make it a black sensor. It's just things like that. Like the, the lineups there, the way they've mashed up those colors together doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, if I'm, if I'm being picky, so long... say, if I'm being picky, I'd love a nice, uh, you know, the gold accent and just a nice royal blue. You know, I think that'll go quite nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, I could go with that. Yeah, that works. Asus has done that a few times with their like fancy laptops, and I'm, I'm kind of here for it. Got the right idea. Um, considering they showed us that guy who is in charge of like picking the right black. Yeah. <laughs> to then allow someone else to make the decision that you could pair the red with the gold. Yeah. <laughs> seems, he must be fuming. Seems offensive to yeah. him, that guy who spends all his time picking the right shade of black I, and the right finish of frosted glass. I feel bad for whoever was doing the silver because they just threw mm. that one out. Like, you know, we got a five minute segment about picking the perfect phantom black. <laughs> but then phantom silver is just like, yes, yeah, in silver too. I like right. uh, the, sil- the Ultra is not <laughs> yeah. a pretty phone, but I like it in silver because yeah. I get that, that kind of 80s. Japanese tech vibe like it feels like a kind of Sony Walkman ish mm-hmm. or some sort of old old VHS player kind of vibe and I kind of I'm here for that totally <laughs> uh, maybe it's a good this is a good excuse to start segueing into other stuff because the thing I've been thinking all day when I'm looking at the S21 camera stuff is how much I prefer Samsung's <laughs> own design for the A32 5G camera which yes. they just kind of casually announced uh, last night or this morning, depending on your time zone. But they just threw out a new a new budget device, the A32 5G, and it looks brilliant. It's yeah. way better than the S21 phones. It's nice. Ooh. It's like yeah, super clean. Like yeah. Very flat. Yeah. So um, it's it's a it's a it's got some coloured designs and it's just wow. a flat back, and then the lenses sit on there, but there's no module around them. Proud. It's like the lenses sit just on on the uh, on the back. Well, and, black and, kind of popping out. I understand why they did it on the the um, the uh, the ultra uh, because they they probably needed room at the bottom for the exactly. the folded the optics. Yep. But yeah, mm. having having it kind of uh, staggered like that lo- looks really nice. Yeah. Uh, also, I wonder what the difference is between the three main lenses in terms of like how much of a a camera bump sticks out the out of the back. Mm. But e- either way, the whole module isn't sticking out. Uh, yeah. Wow. I, I hadn't looked at these yet. 
Mm, yeah, it, nice. it really took me by surprise. I, I don't normally get excited about budget or mid-range Samsung phones. I think they, they don't do that well in those, those segments. But at least aesthetically, that one, I was just immediately like, mm. oh, that's simple. that's great. Understated, simple, but it really, really works. And it you can see it's kind of skewing a little bit after the iPhones, but does a better job of what they're going for, it feels to me. like I don't know if that's it, fair. Is it fair to assume that the, the contour cut, the new camera kind of aesthetic name, is going to feature on all of the kind of A series and the other kind of lower devices as we move through? Or do you think they're going to follow what this Ooh. A32 5G is doing instead? Where's your money at? That's a good question, actually. I mm. wonder if they'll keep this as a flagship feature. Feature. You know, keep it yeah. the S series. The S series has this cool contour cut. We'll, we'll see it in the S21 FE, I imagine. But I do wonder if... Uh... Oh, yeah, my leaning would be that we won't see this filter all the way down. We mm. might see it in, in the foldables, though, maybe, to also oh, sit yeah. at the top end of the range. You know, They mm. might adopt the same kind of design. I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're now in the funny state where, it, depending on what their schedule is, it might be ages before we get anything else from Samsung. But I think the speculation is they're going to drip feed devices this year. And that's maybe another part of the shifting to January is I, I know some of the talk has been the next Z Flip is going to be March-ish or something like that. And it'll yeah, be more like sort of a phone every couple months. Every quarter, yeah. there'll be an expensive device. And then the mid-rangers and the budget will just kind of pepper themselves out in between. Mm. You can buy something all year long. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the idea. Yeah, right? I mean, I, I think know, they that's... just don't want to have that, that twice a year. They want to be there all year. Oh, we've got a question for you, Adam, in the comments. Yes. Uh, when will the comparison, uh, camera comparison segment return? So. Oh, great question. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, I the last one I did was right before uh, <laughs> the pandemic hit at least the Bay Area. Uh, <laughs> and so I got that one out very late. Uh, and then, yeah, I did not do one at the end of last year. Uh, I, I, unfortunately, I, I don't have any plans for it just because it's, it's a little harder to do given the situation. It's quite outdoorsy, oh, yeah. isn't it? You yeah. have to like do a lot of location <laughs> yeah. shooting. Which, I mean, you know, that's, it, it's, it's safer than doing it inside. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I think it's just more the, the logistics of it. I've got plenty of other stuff I need to worry about. I, as much <laughs> as I really, really wish I could yeah. do a handful of camera comparisons every year. I, I just haven't. I haven't been able to prioritize it, so I'm 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 bummed about it. But yeah, mm. I I want to return to it, uh, and like I've said before, I, I really want to start focusing a little bit more on the mid range too, because on the high end, I just started to split hairs, and it just yeah. got really grating. I think that a lot of the play is happening in the mid range, uh, in the in the low end, honestly, because I think that's where people really are more or less informed about cameras uh, as well. Yeah. So yeah, but. Uh, hopefully, hopefully one day. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> the people want it. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yeah, I want it too. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> I can say we probably will be throwing in more uh, general phone comparison videos. I think sort of roundups of our picks of the best mid-range and, and flagship and budget stuff on a rolling basis. So we're going to wait for this wave of stuff to come out. But there probably will be a video where we're picking out and you know pitting the top flagships up against each other it just won't be camera specific like adam's videos are uh cool yeah so i guess other big launches from the last week or so um not really a launch but let's start by talking about the lg rollable 
which mm. we saw a like three second video of, um, <laughs> which did it, not look it, real. I was yes, gonna say it, it wasn't a render, but <laughs> yeah, something. It definitely. I was not sure how much of that was genuine, but we've seen what looks to be, you know, the LG rollerblade in action, going from the full screen and then rolling down to uh, compact size. Uh, LG have insisted it is coming out this year. So they may, I, I know we've seen the Oppo X concept and mm -hmm. TCL have also had a concept rollerball that they've shown off before. Um, LG, the only, the only company so far, I think actually they've said on the record, we're releasing one and, and that it is releasing this year. So we are going to see that have the sign in our hands <clears throat> within the next 12 months. I, I'm kind of here for just LG becoming like old school Nokia and being the ones to make the crazy phones. Uh, like we saw with the, um, what was it? The Flip 5G? What was it called? The, the, the LG one? Wing? The Wing, yeah. The Wing, Is the Wing. wing. Yeah. Yes, yes, the Wing, thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm excited for it if it is coming this year. Um, I... And as I mentioned earlier, the scrollable from Samsung is, is potentially coming this year too. And mm -hmm. as you said, the Oppo phone. So yeah, it could be an interesting year for form factors, more so than most. Yeah, I I had a, I had planned on doing I, I obviously didn't get around to it, but I planned on doing a, an opinion piece about how I love I love that LG is just experimenting, throwing everything at the wall. I've I've always loved that about L LG is that they're they're willing to go out there and do mm. some some weird stuff, and they're really doubling down on it. Uh, not that <clears> I would necessarily <throat> use any of the phones as a daily phone, <laughs> but I'm glad that they're out there pushing the boundary. Uh, yeah, and, someone needs to be doing that stuff. Yeah, I just I really wanted to see more of it in action. They, you know, like it just seemed like such a, a little tease that that they, uh, I don't know, I it it didn't it didn't instill confidence in me that they're like, hey, you know what, we're ready to show at least something more than yeah. just that quick little mm. <laughs> clip i guess the difference I mean, is have at least, oh, sorry. i was gonna say that they, they did at least commit to their their dual screen accessory with a bunch of phones yeah they went hard so that. yeah maybe they're kind of like feeling out what the next thing they commit to is with all of these kind of like concepty yeah uh, concept phones you can buy i think the commitment there is is exactly what i was going to say it's they're in a different space because oppo's shown off a concept device and when they showed off the oppo x there was no promise that this is what the final, you know, yes, Oppo will probably release a rollable phone, but there was no promise that it will look like the Oppo X did the thing that they showed off. Whereas because LG has kind of said they are going to put the rollable out, whatever they show has to be what they put out, right? They, they, and, and we're not expecting to see it. There were some rumors before that it would be Q1, like March, but I think the latest we've heard is probably more September as a likely time for it. And I really hope they keep the the name <laughs> rollable. <laughs> you, yeah. you can imagine going into a phone store and be like, "Hey, can I can I buy that LG rollable?" <laughs> it reminds me of like a fruit roll up or something. Uh, Do you think it's going to be like the LG Roll ThinQ 5G Plus? Like <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the fear, though, isn't <laughs> it? Okay, you know what? <laughs> never mind. That's yeah, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, Do we think it's going to be a flagship? Because like the wing had a seven three, was it seven seven six, six five? five? I think they're going to stay in that space of, of these yep. seven six seven series chips. Um, they kind of led the charge with that with the velvet of of saying, "Hey, look, we can put out something that's a flagship in many other respects, but uses a seven series chip." Um, you know, they were I think the first company to do that really. Um, but the I velvet won't... did have a little bit of hiccups uh, in yes. terms of performance. <laughs> I, th I think they'll be able to get past that though. Uh, <laughs> I think I think I don't know what the oh sorry yeah 
<laughs> I don't know what the deal is, but like part of the driving force behind such like vehement adoption of the 765 or 765G was that apparently the 865 was an exp- a particularly expensive yes. flagship chip. Mm. And we don't know the unit cost for the 888. Um, I imagine they might have looked at that just as Samsung's looked at the pricing of the S21 series uh, to try and drive more people to buy their their most you know powerful chip. So that is I could true. see yep. the 888 coming back into play this year, but and part of that to wait and see. comes down to the 865 didn't have the integrated modem, which the 888 yeah. does. And I did say kind of something to this effect, I think, when they announced the 888 and didn't announce a 7 series with it, that felt telling that they maybe felt like the 765 had stolen the 865's thunder and they didn't want the 777 to do the same again this year or something so you know we still haven't heard mm-hmm. what the new the new top tier 7 series is yeah I, I that is a nice sweet point uh sweet spot though mm-hmm. uh, in terms of performance that yeah like the uh, the there's better performance is getting better across the whole range and i don't always feel like i need to have the the top uh chip totally. anymore yeah. what became funny about the 765g is that you could find it in phones ranging from like 800 pounds down to 200 pounds like it didn't it wasn't yeah, lg put it in near flagship devices other people put it in mid-ranges and then some other people managed to squeeze it into budget phones by just pairing off some of the rest of the feature set so it really became kind of whatever price you wanted, you could get that level of performance, which it did kind of democratize that 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 high tier Snapdragon feature set, which I think is a good thing. Uh, someone's made a good point, just jumping back to S21 stuff for a second uh, on Twitter, and it's been shared in our work Slack. But if you pair the, the red and gold S21 that we've been kind of berating, um, you compare it with the uh, AirPods Max, uh, in a blush color and it's basically the same tones uh. so that's probably lewis's ultimate pairing <laughs> yeah. as he is kind of the resident <laughs> apple apple guy uh right so what let's move on from lg uh, i'm gonna kind of take this in a slightly haphazard order probably um let's stick with phones for the moment the oppo mm. find x3 which hasn't been announced. <laughs> yeah. um, but given we've been talking about camera modules a lot, we might as well just the keep theoretical. going. The theoretical oh. Oppo Find X3, uh, Evan Blass, uh, EvLeaks, has, has leaked um, what look to be and what he claims are official internal renders of, of the Find X3 Pro. And they certainly look like they are the real deal. Um, there is something you can sometimes sometimes tell when something is like a fan-made render yeah. versus like a press shot and these look like press shots and they, they kind of fall into the same design yeah. and layout and formatting that we've seen from previous Oppo products so I'm inclined to believe if, them if they're fake they're incredibly well done fakes <laughs> yes. Uh, yes yes <laughs> it is hideous uh, <laughs> so for, for anyone listening who can't see it or who hasn't seen it yet uh, it's it's got a just a quad camera array which is kind of fine but Instead of having like a, a module that juts out from the back, the back of the phone slopes up around the module to meet the lenses, kind of like the, a very wide volcano. You know, it's just slowly sloping up from the sides. Um, <laughs> it's a mesa. To a summit. It yeah, it's is. A mesa, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a mesa. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's, I can see how they got to it, but I also think that they should have gotten to it in a concept stage scrunch that piece yeah. of paper up <laughs> throw it in the bin 
We kind of moved like on to the next one. Blacks in, in yeah, Samsung. they needed like, the Samsung guy. Off the wall. We yeah, he, they weren't. Oppo wasn't willing to make the tough decisions. Realized they'd made the wrong shade of black and move on. <laughs> oh, it's interesting as well that they've gone for this the offset camera setup, um, and it kind of blends into that because that is decidedly you know that that offset that we were saying like yeah. Samsung could have done with the S twenty twenty one Ultra, but didn't. Um, we you know it's first and foremost it looks like kind of like the iPhone camera setup the 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 pro models at least mm-hmm. uh, that must that can't be coincidence i don't think no it's mm-hmm. it's surely with that in mind um what's also weird on the camera selection and, and the way they design the module is from mm. what we understand it doesn't rumor is it doesn't have a, a periscope a folded one so they don't need the module to jut out as much and you'd think maybe then they would have taken advantage of that to work on not drawing attention to a big ugly camera module <laughs> yeah well I, yeah because there's there's two reasons you either are trying to hide just how far out it's coming mm-hmm. right to just be like oh it doesn't come out that far it's a visual effect or i mean maybe they're able to cram other stuff in there uh that they were like hey we got the rest of the phone thinner so yep. we put some things in that bump uh yeah, yeah I, I don't know there's got to be a reason for it there's definitely got to be a reason for it it doesn't bug me i think as, as much as it bugs <laughs> you but i'm also thinking how is it going to work with cases yeah like because you're going to yeah. start to like they're going to have to mold that plastic around and it's going to be thinner on those edges by the camera module maybe it's yeah. not going to be a problem complex because it looks like there's right? still a little bit of a bump once you get to the top of the slope and then it bumps up in plateaus. So maybe, I don't know. I, yeah. Uh, also, I'm not loving these finishes. The, the the black one is nice, the shiny black. And then there's the, the rest are kind of like a satin finish. And there's a sort of like pale denim blue and there's a kind of pearl white. And then there's this gold, but it looks kind of like, I don't know, what, oatmeal? It's, it's the or... vegan orange again. Uh, I don't know if yeah. it's the exact same as last year's one, but that, that one is is a leather finish again, I think. The orangey one. Really? Oh. I think that's the expectation. Uh, I'm not sold on, on these, like, the... There you go. The vegan orange and gold is is a, a, a powerful, notable combination. I don't know <laughs> if it's the one I would pick. Yeah, it's definitely... It is, a, looking at that again, it's definitely a different shade of orange to the Find X2 Pro. Um, it looks more yellowy, more goldy, less orangey, but yeah. still, I... I don't understand. We, we've just seen the same thing with the ZTE Axon 20. I'm finishing my review of that, and you know, you've got black glass back or yellow leather. And <laughs> I, I get why we're getting Extremes. all these vegan leather finishes, but I don't know why everyone is putting, <laughs> making them yellow. <laughs> of all the colors, I, I'm very just confused. Just shout, it. it's vegan. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was it, the LG G4 that had like the, the brown footballish kind of leather? Yeah, uh, yeah, with the stitches down yeah, the middle. Yeah, That was the in yeah, that for was a, while, a weird it? one. Interesting. Mm. It was, Oh, yeah. do you remember the... Uh, the... Yeah. Uh, Galaxy Note 3, I think, had it was on a plastic back, but with a fake stitch in the molding of the yep. plastic and then a that's, leather that's kind of texture. Oof, wow. We've come a long way. I would say this is all better than it was, <laughs> at least. <laughs> I, it, honestly, though, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a, a big departure from the original Find X, which actually I really did like yeah. that, yes. that finish yeah. on the back, the, the color gradient, the way it shimmered. Uh, that original Find X I was a fan of, the, so the look of it. Yeah, very clean. Yep. 
Um, so, I mean, everything else we know about the Final X3, again, it was sort of funny when I wrote our, our article sort of rounding up everything and, and every single section was like, well, we know this thanks to Evan Blass and thanks to Evan Blass. And, <laughs> yep. you know, yeah. Props to Evan Blass for leaking this. Uh, everything we know about the Final X3 has come from Evan Blass so, uh, across several oh. leaks. So I don't know who he's got in op- inside Oppo, well but connected. man, they are uh, fully under his thumb. Um, Anything huge? It's so it's it, nothing wild. Uh, it, the Snapdragon eight eighty eight, as you would expect. Um, March launch is the plan. That matches what they did last year. So again, that's what you would expect. Um, uh, one minor change: they're probably going to do all four models at once. Last year we had the Find X two and the Find X two Pro, and then a Neo and a Lite followed later in the year. Apparently, all of them are coming at once. Um, but this will slightly tidy up your um, bugbear about the Reno line, Toddy, because, or, or maybe it'll make it worse. I don't know how you're going to take this. Um, apparently, <laughs> the Find X2 Lite is the Reno 5. Uh, Wait. So in, the in, Find X3 Lite? Oh, is sorry, the, the Find X3 Lite is the Reno 5. Okay. So the and Reno is 5 the, is... basically is going to become a region locked thing now to an extent. So the Renos won't okay. release in every market. And markets that good. don't get the Renos, get them those phones, but under bits of the Find X banner. I mean, that that's, I think, a clearer marketing line to take. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, the Renos, like, trod on so much of the Find X line last year. It yeah. was so just, uh, for, for the consumer, like, at least, you know, I'm spending time trying to unpickle this and understand it to convey to people. But, yeah, <laughs> for consumer who sees a, exactly, consumer just sees a poster, they're not going to know without, like, a, literally a side-by-side spec sheet and then probably still question which is better because the names are different. So I think basically um, the line now is the yeah. Renos aren't going to come to the West. It'll just be Find X and then... Um, other other they're their sort of a series budget stuff the rest of the year um obviously in in china and in some other markets you'll still get both series and but they you know oppo's a bigger brand there and maybe they, they're more established and people are more familiar with the lineup uh otherwise yeah nothing too crazy the, i mean the funny thing is what we knew from a while ago the one thing we know directly from oppo is that it will have a 10-bit display and 10-bit color running through the whole process and they kind of threw themselves under the bus and said, you know, oh, the Find X2 Pro was 10-bit, but it wasn't really 10-bit. <laughs> now we're really giving you 10-bit. Well, yeah, there is a fake 8 plus 2, which yeah. Yeah. equals 10, but it's not true 10-bit. But I like they didn't really, like, they obviously knew the whole time, but they, they just, you know, they did drop themselves in it, but they left it until a year on from launching the phone to tell people that mm-hmm. so, <laughs> thanks for the money i guess <laughs> well i, th- I think um, if, if somebody dug hard enough i'm sure they probably would have been a- able to get pushed into a corner oh, on sure. it, but you know technically eight plus two is ten mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so yeah there's going to be 10 bit color in terms of the display they're also touting that everything like the cameras will capture in 10 bit and every step of the process encoding storage all of it will remain 10 bit so there's no which point is, where any of it is lost, basically. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Which is cool. So if you care about that stuff, they they claim to be the people doing the best job of that. Uh, is the benefit for that that when you go to like sharing them on like social platforms where they're going to get compressed, like they'll get compressed in such a way that less detail is lost or less color depth is lost or something? Is that the benefit of having a higher bit rate? No, because it's the, the, the throughput. You know, even if they can capture and store and and edit it in ten bit, yeah, you're still yeah. going to be converted down. Yep. Yeah, so right. I would say the benefit is is being able to edit 
ahead of time. Yeah. Mm. Once again, not editing in the na- in the app, but uh, or, like something like Instagram, some editing in a native app. Yeah. Whatever sure, is on sure. their phone, or probably maybe they have Lightroom support too. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll I mean, see. it's similar to like having raw support from you know the iPhone yeah. and 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 the S twenty one series as well now exactly. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and actually, we probably should have spoken about this when we we're mocking the design of the camera module. Um, but uh, the camera setup is quite different. I spoke about this fact that they're apparently not doing a periscope, but the rest of it's all mm. kind of just a bit interesting. So they're going to be the first or one of the first to use a new Sony sensor, the IMX seven six six. So they're going to have that fifty megapixel uh, Sony sensor as the main camera, and a second fifty megapixel for the ultra wide which matches what they did last year in that they had 48 and 48 for both the main and the ultrawide. So kind of pushing the idea that your ultrawide is just as good as your main lens. Yeah. Uh, they're then going to have a two times optical zoom telephoto and then a macro camera as the fourth and no periscope. Don't get these macros on these high-end phones. It's an odd it, one. It, when, when, it's, when it's okay, when there's a lot of light and yeah. the right conditions, I actually yeah. like using uh, a macro mode. But yeah, I, th- I think more to your point, the, the biggest problem I've always had is that, yeah, when you switch over to a wide angle and it's a different sensor, they didn't mm-hmm. treat it uh, you know, w- with the same kind of lens treatment, it just c- it becomes a completely different image. And you're just like, whoa, this is yep. not what I saw if yeah. I'm kind of switching between the two. So hopefully that helps mitigate <laughs> a lot of the, the differences there. I think Oppo has actually been pretty good, uh, even when they're using different sensors of different kind of qualities, uh, not just resolutions, but just like quality of sensor. They seem to pay particular attention to trying to make sure that the color science is consistent enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. iPhone, and iPhone so, yeah, hats off too. to them for yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to see more and more of this because one of the big things with the 888, which I guess Samsung we're talking about a little bit in there, is that way that you can seamlessly switch between lenses now because the sensors can, it can the pro the processors can handle every camera sensor at once. So you know Samsung had it where they're showing you the feed of each camera all the time and you can pick which one to to dive through dive through. But you know part of the pitch of the eight eighty eight and the next tier of processors is that switching between camera lenses is going to be much more seamless, <laughs> much easier. Cat, Aww. it's a cat. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you're not watching this, if you're not watching the video version, you're missing out. I'm sorry. That was, that was, Cheddar has an internal clock that uh, from five o'clock onwards, even yep. though his dinner's at six, it's dinner time. Uh-huh. Oh, the yeah. dinner window has a yeah. Yeah, my, yes, my, exactly. My, it's, it's like Mine's just all day window, bugging so. me until yeah. I give him food. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, but uh, crap! No, I, I the cat totally forgot what I was going <laughs> to say. Sorry, cheddar. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, new, are we excited ch- for the for the Find X3 as a phone or X3's Pro? Like, do we think it's it's going to be one to watch, like the X2 Pro was? Or I'm a bit. Is the design going to undermine everything that it brings to the table? <laughs> yeah, the design has put me off. I didn't love the look of the first one. That was my least favorite thing about the Find X2 Pro. I, I had the orange leather mm. edition and I never liked it. But the rest of the mm. phone was phenomenal. It was just a bit overpriced. Um, so, yeah. Well, I, I got a question because I, 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 the, the PR person that, that I work with, I, I've, I've put in requests, but the, the, the last uh, Oppo phone that I've used is a, a Find X, mm-hmm. that original Find X. Have, have they... Have they changed the software experience? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Color, <laughs> Color yeah, OS is a lot better now. Okay. Um, because yeah, that's it's what progressively. Always, that's what always killed more. it for me was it, was the software experience. It's not my favorite, 
but it's a lot better than it was. And I I know some people view it as their favorite. I know I know a few tech reviewers who prefer really? color to oxygen um, or to wow. stock. So it's it's a lot better for me. It's still a little bit too. I I don't like the design language that much. Uh, mm. I think is the main thing, but in usability, it's you know worlds ahead of what it used to be. Okay, that's good. That's Agreed. Good. I, I do wonder if there was some Oppo OnePlus partnership there. If one, Oppo dragged some people back over from OnePlus to help fix their software side, but hmm. who knows? Uh, yeah, so I, I think I'm excited. I think I, I don't like how it looks, but I didn't like how it looked last year. Um, if the if the biggest change is that they've dropped the periscope, which we all said earlier we we never use, then that's fine by me. And if they focused on making the main and the ultra wide better, then with the bump the size it is though, I kind of would at least have hoped for a three X uh, sensor, like we've seen like the Huawei P thirty for example was one of the first ones yes. I remember that had a flat three X. It didn't use periscope, and that just feels more meaningful than having a two X zoom. Yeah, two X seems a bit low for what it is but um it's also hard to say because obviously all of this is leaked none of it's confirmed and there's going to mm. be a find x3 and a find x3 pro and so it's always possible with this stuff that the, the leaks get jumbled up a bit and what we may be hearing are the specs for one of them mm. that are different in the other one so it, you know it's too early to True. say absolutely for sure which what's going to be in what phone though evan blast said the renders were for the pro model but i assume the look ah. will be very similar between the two mm. uh, and then the light in the neo will be different because like i said the light is a reno 5 i assume the neo will be a reno 5 pro or something like that again just repackaging something else hmm. uh yeah i think that's all the phones we've had i there i mean i say that the, the iq7 launched in china this week uh which is the world's second snapdragon 888 phone that just beat mm-hmm. uh samsung to the punch though um there's not a huge amount to say about it except that it has 125 watt charging which remains just cool. absolutely silly and i love it um I do worry about battery longevity, but it is very cool that they're getting that absurdly fast. That's five times the speed the Samsung charges at. Is IQ BBK or is it someone else? Uh, with Vivo. Do we know? It's a Vivo uh, brand. Right, okay, so uh, Vivo is indirect. kind of B- BBK, but they don't like <laughs> yeah. to talk about it. It's a bit odd. No, of course. None of them do. <laughs> um, yeah, IQ was Vivo's gaming brand, and now it's become a bit less gaming focused, but it is still the kind of a little bit more enthusiast, I guess. Yeah. Spec heavy um, would be how I sort of describe the, the IQ stuff. Spec heavy, but still kind of affordable. Um, so yeah, they, they managed to just beat Samsung to it, but there's not too much else to say. And I, we know for a fact it's not coming to the West. So that's just a Chinese only launch. Um, next week, we're going to have the Honor V40. So there are more phones coming soon. Uh, other CES stuff, I mean, Adam, you'll probably have a better perspective than us to some extent, but a, a lot of the other CES stuff was very like PC heavy this year. You know, the, I think a lot of the biggest announcers were like laptop CPUs and GPUs from NVIDIA and AMD. And yeah, I think. Oh, oh. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> there goes Toddy. Fighting my cat here, sorry. <laughs> now we got to see what laptop you're using. Mm. Uh, spoilers. Um, yeah, I mean, laptop. La- the, the CES is definitely laptops are the name of the game. The desktops, yeah. there was a little bit here and there, but most of it's not going to come to fruition until later. Uh, the laptop game is definitely stepping up on both Intel, AMD, well, and NVIDIA as well. So, yeah, that's that's where I focused a lot of uh, my efforts over on the uh, the PC world side. Oh, man. I, I, can't I know this talk. is the most distracting oh, so beautiful. ever. Yeah. <laughs> we did actually we did actually back on the phone side have the, the little announcement right at the end of Samsung's um Exynos event where they confirmed that their next flagship SOC 
will have an AMD GPU. Yeah. Oh. Um, which interesting. is interesting. They, I, we I knew there was a partnership that. between them, but this wow. was that they confirmed this time that the next chip, um, not clear if that means the one that launches in 12 months from now, some leaksters have said it's coming this year. So there that may be something in six, seven months. But yeah, there's going to be the next Exynos, next flagship Exynos will have an AMD GPU. And so it's kind of interesting because if Exynos mm. has been lagging behind for a couple of years, and then if we think maybe on paper this is the year Exynos has drawn level, with Snapdragon, it's no surprise that they announced that in a way of saying, now we've now we've caught up to them. Next year we're getting ahead, at mm. least on GPU. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, I did not know that. That's interesting. I'll have to look into that. I mean, there there was a small CES phone announcement as well from TCL. Yes, the twenty TCL twenty stuff. Yeah, which is it's an odd one because they technically launched at least one, if not both, of the phones that are kind of ready to go on sale at the end of this month: the TCL twenty five G and TCL twenty SE at uh, in Italy exclusively at the <laughs> end of twenty twenty, um, with like some carrier parts. <laughs> so it's very odd that they kind of like I guess it was like a test yeah. to see how they would do, but they are formally coming like a global launch or international launch at the very least um, is yeah due at the end of this month, um, and they they were two of five phones that they've got kind of waiting in the wings as part of the new 20 series to to come out the tcl 10s i reviews one of the 10s uh it was fine a very boring phone but yeah they're not particularly exciting fine for what it is pretty decent specs for the price perfectly competitive just i, I don't know I, I really struggled to get excited and i looked at the 20s hoping for more excitement and had the same response of just kind of very middle of the road was my feeling yeah, the, the 25G is going to be their most affordable 5G phone yet. So that's kind of like its claim. Um, and it's uh, rather than a 765G, which is kind of like gives you an idea yep. of the level of performance that the, the last one did. This is a 695G, so it's a little less powerful as well. Yeah. Uh, it's odd considering it's like sort of a successor name wise. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the uh, TCL 20SE is their cheapest phone. I think it's going to be like 190 euros. Okay. And it's basically just a really big phone with like good stereo speakers and a HDR display for cheap. Right. So kind of display is their, their kind of focus on all their devices and affordability. So it's nothing is, is groundbreaking here, but just figured I'd mention that there were some phones no, at CES from TCL. Totally. And then, and then you <laughs> talking about the affordable 5G reminded me of three other phones that have launched this week that we haven't oh, even mentioned <laughs> there yet. There we go. Uh, which is Vivo launched a new Y series, uh, China only for now, but actually this one probably will come out. Uh, in the West, in the UK at least, in Europe. Uh, this is the first phone to have the Snapdragon 480, uh, which is the, the first 4-series Snapdragon chip with 5G. So this should be a very mm. affordable 5G phone from Vivo, and we'll probably see more budget 5G phones using that chip. Uh, but also then Xiaomi had the Redmi 9T and Redmi Note 9T. The Note 9T is a 5G phone that starts from 229 euros, but the early bird price is 199 euros, which I think think makes it the cheapest 5g phone in europe right now but i'm i was i'm not 100 percent on that especially once you factor in phones from a year ago that have dropped in price but uh yeah we've had a deluge of of, of phones over the last week and there's just too much to keep up with <laughs> uh, no word on when the redmi's are actually coming out so we might be able to talk about them in more depth in a couple of weeks when we actually have one or something like that i know some people have already got them so if you look around youtube there are some hands-on videos with some of the, the redmi ones at least uh, and Vivo, they've already released some Y-series stuff, so I think that, that cheap Y-series will probably come out to the UK as well. Uh, getting, um, Sorry. 
Go. I was just say with, with 5G being as kind of like democratized now as it is with so many of these affordable 5G friends coming in, like all the more reason yeah. why Samsung can drop 5G <laughs> from its marketing. Yes, please. I feel. Yes, please. <laughs> Until they start calling it true 5G or something, oh, they're going to start to no, signify between don't. the different versions of 5G. <laughs> don't do it, Adam. I mean, I've heard about like 5G AT&T plus. and Verizon and their marketing around <laughs> yeah, 5G yeah. is like really sketchy. This one's 5G. This one's 5G plus. This one's 5G this plus. This is ultra wide Wasn't he yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. 4G plus plus at one point? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, in London only specifically. Oh, maybe yeah. there certainly was something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's all a mess. I don't know. Uh, Probably. <laughs> but yeah, no. I, I eagerly await the point where we don't have five G in product names because, as you said, now you can buy you know a two hundred pound phone, give or take, with with five G, and so it is everywhere. You know, it's going to be the case that you just don't even get a four G phone. I, I think in twenty twenty two, no four G phones will release in the UK at least. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure I have already had one press release about 6G though. So yes, yeah, hold on to your hats. <laughs> Once again, we need that guy who handles blacks over at uh, Black Colors over at Samsung. Yeah, 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 just yeah Pull yeah. these 5Gs <laughs> off the shelf. Like, no, like, you know what? Not good. This marketing this. is wrong. Yeah. This marketing is wrong. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, I think the other notable launch this week that is sort of fast charge adjacent is probably the OnePlus band. Um, yeah. which is not a phone but a wearable yep. uh, that is India only is that right yeah for now yeah it's it's an odd one I guess because uh, everyone was expecting OnePlus to launch a well actually a smartwatch and they uh, said they're and, doing a watch you know they've, they've yeah said yeah but a watch and... they'd already said and they, there's been like sketches from like years yep. ago where they had the concept in in the wings and so everyone was assuming this big wearable launch that was kind of rumored to be you know kicking off real soon I think it was uh, on the Monday right the 11th of Jan I think so yeah um, initially it was expected to be um the watch and then like a day or so before like uh shots of this this fitness tracker started popping up and there is now you know it looks very similar to other slim fitness trackers like the fitbit inspire 2 and the honor band 5 and 6 and the xiaobi mi band 5 like it's just one of those kind of thin vertical trackers with a color OLED display the tracker pops out of the band you can change the band colors it is swim proof which is nice it doesn't have gps but it's really cheap uh, I think with an early bird price again of two four nine rupees, which translates to like twenty five pounds thirty dollars somewhere sure. around there, so it's it's super affordable. Um, I think it's great for you know India as a market. Um, I think they're gonna love it. They love the OnePlus brand as a whole, so having just more ways to support the brand uh, for those consumers is, is a smart idea, um, especially when it's so affordable as this. Of course, it has cricket as one of the 13 mm-hmm. modes of sport it can track. Because, <laughs> really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah is, of course. Of course. Okay. Cricket and yoga, um, which I think is, is pretty important for the Indian market. Absolutely. So, but they're uh, also yeah, for the UK think, too, then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's just have like a Commonwealth <laughs> release uh, of this cricket <laughs> tracker. Yeah, there's been no mention of an international release at all yet, um, but I can't, there's nothing specific about the way it's been designed, the software, the user experience, even the marketing um, that suggests that it is only going to stay in India. There just hasn't been anything to suggest the contrary. So if it does come out, uh, yeah, hopefully it'll it'll be soon and we don't have to wait too long for it. Do, do we know, is there anything uh, that you only get, uh, like if you're specifically using a OnePlus phone that doesn't work on other phones? Um, I think there is some interplay with the, uh, you know, on the, I don't know whether it was unique to the OnePlus 8T or whether it was just part of the latest build of Oxygen OS, but there's the new lock screen with the kind of activity monitor that goes down yep. the screen as the day. Yeah, I think they've got a something that syncs up with that on the band, so it kind of matches, which is kind of nice. But um, 
they have this new OnePlus Health app, which is what it's syncing with, which I think works on any Android device from Android 6 and up. Uh, and it's coming to iOS soon, okay. but isn't yet on any iPhone stuff. So, yeah, I don't think there's any OnePlus specific features. Mm-hmm. There might be a few kind of notification things maybe, but um, uh, and I know there's camera control. But again, without having one, I can't test mm-hmm. how specific that is to Android OnePlus or just generally the the experience that this band offers. Because they're still bad at that with their headphones, which is still very much positioned by them as for OnePlus phone owners. Um, I'm not sure if they fixed this since the last pair I reviewed, but when I reviewed the last buds, the the last flagship buds, not the Budsy, uh, you could only access the controls on a OnePlus phone because it was built into the OS. There was no app for it. So if you wanted to change oh. the shortcuts, like what tapping on a bud did, you couldn't do that. <laughs> without a OnePlus phone. There was no oh, way wow. to change that, which I found especially frustrating because by default, tap was skip track or something, uh, oh. and none of the controls were to oh, pause. You had to take the them default? out of your head, out of your ear to pause. And if you don't have a OnePlus phone, oh, you literally man. couldn't change that. And it was just like, yeah, you're stuck with the worst <laughs> default control scheme I've found. And <laughs> nothing you can do about stuff. it. Very, very odd. But I'm, I'm hopefully they're learning from that. Um, I'm curious if this does come out wider because the OnePlus TV is still India only. Mm. And we've seen with the Nord, they've started more and more fragmenting their global release plans and different devices in different markets and hitting, you know, we only, the the regular Nords doesn't come to the US, the N10 and the N100 do tomorrow, um, having been out everywhere else in November. Mm. So they're, they're clearly not, treating every market the same way anymore so i, I wonder if this no, absolutely not and I, I do wonder with a lot of the you know criticism they've had about for building the brand out i wonder if they're going to if they're more careful about that outside of india maybe or they see it will play differently outside of india i don't know and if they feel like this wouldn't work you know they want to keep being primarily phones in in europe or something especially in the affordable space it's a pretty saturated market right now so I I don't know whether I I would expect to see them move into I other think markets. That's it, isn't it? It's got they've got such a strong brand presence in in India, from my understanding, in a way that mm. they are they have a strong fan brand in the West. Um, yeah. But when you, when the cheap wearable market, obviously Fitbit dominates the wearable market in terms of the household name, and then you've got Xiaomi and Honor uh, nailing it on the sort of ones you can buy for thirty quid. Um, yeah. And I just don't know who buys the OnePlus One except. OnePlus loyalist fan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm sure there's loads of CS stuff we haven't mentioned. So uh, jump in the comments and, and let us know if there is and if there's something you want us to talk about next week. But we are going to have to wrap it up because we have been talking for two and a half hours by my count. <laughs> uh, and I, yeah. I'm ready to not talk for a while. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you for everyone who's been who's been watching and listening. Uh, and thank you to all of you guys for, for jumping in. I guess let's end with a very quick uh, S21, yay or nay? Hmm. I'll go first. I'm, I'm but, nay. I, I I'm not nay impressed. for the whole thing. Just they're fine. They just, just but just from a year on, it looks like the same. Maybe a bit worse, but cheaper. Yeah, I, I think I'm the same. I go nay. Bit boring. I, I guess uh, you know the 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 S Galaxy S range is is typically the default option if you're not getting an iPhone. I think in that regard, they've done enough. Okay. Yeah. I just don't. Then they're, they're not exciting, and I don't think I would I would buy one. Mm if I was like looking at all the flagships in that sort of price range on the shelf. Yeah. But yeah, I think they've done enough, uh, but that's only going to work for so long. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm going to give it a yay because it nailed the blacks. <laughs> it really did nail it. <laughs> that yeah. phantom black Ooh, that one is guy, just he chef's get a raise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he did start interviewing that guy. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that is us for this week. We will be back at 4 p.m. as usual next week. That's 4 p.m. Uh, GNT. I know we will be talking about the Honor V40 series because that launches on January 18th. I do not know what else, but we will see when we get there. All right. <laughs> but by then my cat will be Hopefully. fed <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll see yeah. maybe no yeah. problem yeah. alright thank you Rob bye thanks cheers bye